So, Mark, you're a chef, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a chef by trade. Been uh, cooking professionally now for about eight, nine years. Being a chef and, and a trader is, I feel like, very different. Oh, yeah. So if you can just talk about that, how you um, even got into trading. Okay. Well, I got into trading back in 2020. Um, make a long story short, I was checking my mail. I got one of my bank statements, and I had like um, like a whole bunch of money in savings. And I'm just looking at it, and I'm seeing how much interest I'm being paid. And I'm just like, man, I have all this money in here, and I'm getting like pennies on the dollar. Like, what's up? So it just so happened that after I credited that document, I was flipping through the channels on TV, and I came across CNBC. And Jim Cramer was on there. And I'm just sitting up here, like, hearing him screaming about all these different stocks. And people were calling in, and they were asking him about, you know, different companies and stuff. And he was saying, yeah, this is a good buy. And and then he started talking about this one company. I can't remember the name, but he was basically saying, if you would have invested in this company, like, five years ago, $1,000, you would be up, like, 100 k today. I'm like, hey, that's, that's real money right there. That's what I'm talking about. So I decided to finish watching this show. And then I came back the next day. I realized it came on like an afternoon. I said, let me let me check this guy out again. And people were calling in, asking him about different companies. And he was saying buy or don't buy or wait and, and all this kind of stuff. So I said, you know what? Let me let, let me play around with this, you know, because he seems to know what he's talking about, right? He seems to know what he's talking about. Uh, I said, yeah, well, let me take some like. of this guy's advice. And um, I transferred some money to a brokerage account. And I started buying some shares. And I think I bought shares like on a Tuesday. It was in September of 2020. I'll never forget this. So by Friday, I'm up like 4K. And me not knowing anything about the market, I don't know anything about stop losses or trailing stops or how to trim. I'm thinking, oh man, I'm just going to hold this until my account doubles. This is great. This is easy. Monday at like two o'clock, I go from being up 4K to being like up only $800. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? I started to get a little nervous. I started to panic and I just pulled out the money. And like my first trade ever in the stock market, I made like $800. And I was like blown away. I was like, man, this is easy. I just have to keep listening to Jim Cramer and do what he says and I'll be rich. Yeah. So the next uh, two months was like a roller coaster up and down, up and down. And I remember November came right before Thanksgiving and I looked up and I was like $900 short from where I started from. I went up like 5K and then went down 5K. It was crazy. I said, all right, this trading isn't for me. This is too like emotional. I don't understand this. I, I thought it was uh I thought the market was rigged. And I was like, nah, this is this is just not gonna work. So then fast forward uh two months later, the whole AMC GameStop thing happened in January. So it was all over the news, it was all over CNBC. So I say, well, you know what? Let me let me get back in the market. Everybody's making money. Let me let me try this again. So I was doing equities at first, and then in February I started doing options. And and that's kind of like when the casino opened. That that's when like my whole trading uh, career just kind of took a sharp left turn. And I realized that uh, I might need to learn what I'm doing here. And it's not as easy as the, you know other people on social media making a look because they'll post these gains every day that they made twenty thousand and thirty thousand. And I'm just like, I want to do that. You know, if it's that easy for them, I want to be able to do that. So after about two three months, I'm like my account was just getting completely drawn down. I decided to get some education. So I started uh, researching on social media, Reddit, uh, and I'm trying to find people that were selling courses where I can actually understand and learn what I was doing. So I did that for like the next year. 
and uh, still losing money every day because, you know, I didn't understand anything about having a strategy. I didn't understand anything about having an edge. I didn't, you know, I never heard of those things. I never understood about risk management. I didn't understand any of this. So I'm just following what these people are posting, doing what these people are saying, thinking if I just do what the experts do, I'm going to be successful. And um, about another six months to eight months of that, I just kept drawing my account down more and more. I joined discords and I was taking signals and that worked for a little bit. And then it stopped working. I guess the market started transitioning uh, from one cycle to the next. Oh, to and, bear market. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I didn't, you know, again, the education that I had explains how to do options, how to buy and, and um, buy calls and puts. And, you know, it talks about different chart patterns and using trend lines and stuff. But I never really had the opportunity to sit down with somebody like a mentor and explain to me everything that I needed to know about the market. The most important thing I've learned through my journey is that every trader has to have an edge. And you have to trade according to your personality. If you try to mirror what yeah. somebody else is doing, it might not work out for you, you know, because you can't interpret what they see the way they see. And, um, you know, I've been working on building my trading style, trying to get my edge down. I've been fine tuning a couple things here and there. Um, I realized that I'm dedicated. This is something I want to do for the rest of my life. So I'm in it for the long game. And I had to like break out of this, get rich quick, like get rich in, in 90 days mentality. You know, I had to understand that yeah. this is truly a marathon, you know, like it's going to take years for me to get to a position to where like mentally I'm comfortable and look at charts. I can understand what I'm looking at. I can set up trades. I can have enough discipline to trade the plan that I'm coming up with and not allowing my emotions to get the best of me. Um, but I'm, I'm going to get there. I'm definitely going to get there. We have a similar mindset and it's like, uh, it's funny you brought up that there's never any content out there or education on uh, risk management or like yeah. psychology or people would only really post like, Hey, I made ten thousand dollars or a thousand dollars and like they would mention their strategy but even that yeah they wouldn't even like go in depth what uh -huh. their strategy is or how it works because you had to they would give you like a brief overview but if you wanted the good stuff you have to like hey like hey of buy course. my course or buy my mentorship yeah which like um not all of them are bad i'm sure but i i haven't really met a lot of people who's you like you know, most people, most traders aren't uh, profitable. So, like, obviously, like, that's not working. Um, but I think it's also, I want to talk about more about you being a chef. Okay. And, like, how did you, because uh, it's, like, it's still, I think it's such a weird, um, not weird, but it's, like, yeah. you know, I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, how did that. Like, are you, you're, are you still transitioning to a trader from a chef or are no, you? No, I feel that I'm doing it now uh, full time. I'm not cooking as much as I was before. Um, uh, I had to, I, like at one point I had a food truck. I had a catering business. Yeah. So I had to give both of those up so I can dive in this 100% because trying to balance the two, it was just becoming more and more difficult. 
So I had to make the decision yeah. at one point, if I'm going to do this 100%, I, I have to give up my, my other passion and pursue my new passion. I get that. Yeah. I've, um, I didn't really have to do that, but I was, I was working at a job and I told him like, Hey, you know, I'm trading on the side. Um, and I was working 50 hours a week at the time, okay. which to me was a lot. Yeah. And so I told him, I was like, Hey, I'm like doing day trading. I've been doing it for a while. And like, I want to put more time into it. So I want to go 30 hours a week instead of 50. Okay. And there, it was in the construction industry. So they were like very hesitant about it. They're like, no, right. we need you to work right. more if anything. Um, but eventually like, you know, we agreed on it cause, uh, they liked me. I was a good worker and like, it, it's better to do that than to like have me quit yeah. um, or not work at all. So after doing that for like a year though, they eventually were like, yeah, this isn't going to work. Like we need someone to work more than 30 hours a week. And right. They like fired me, which, uh, I mean, that kind of sucked at the, at the time, but, um, it like forced me to kind of do day trading full time, even though I wasn't like profitable yet. Wow. And, um, I'm not, I can't really say that it helped. I did spend like, I spent a lot of time on it. I would, I used to track in my journal. Like I, I have a journal here filled with sticky notes. I would okay. put on my uh, mirror tracking the hours. And it was like some weeks it was also 50 hours a week yeah. on trading, which like <laughs> it was a lot. And I just, same as you, I was focused to way too focused on the money. I was like having all these not crazy goals, but like monetary goals. And I realized, um, after that year, which was last year. Okay. So kind of the beginning of this year, um, I was like, okay, I'm not like going to rush it anymore. It's a, it's a process. It's a journey. And like, as long as I'm still learning and it's like, uh, not just something that I'm being lazy, you know, Yeah. then there's no reason to sort of give up. They're, I think they're... we're at the same point. There's really no time frame, and I think that's um, that's that's something else that I notice a lot of traders on social media like to say. You know, like within X amount of time you can be successful. Without X amount of time you can be, <laughs> yeah. you know, consistent. And you cannot put a time on this craft because this is something that not everyone is going to get at the same time. One of the courses that I took. I was in the class of like, maybe like 300 people. And, um, I just remember at the end, it was, it was a live, it was a live zoom course. And we were going live like three or four nights a week for like an hour or two every night. There was a lot of information coming at us for like three or four weeks at the end of every class, the two hour session, I would feel like, okay, I get it. I'm ready. I understand what we did today. Let me go into the market tomorrow and try it. And then at 9.30 the next morning when the bell started going off, I would forget everything I learned the night before. And I'm sitting there like looking at the screen and seeing the candles moving and I'm like, what am I supposed to do now? I don't know why that would happen to me. But the weird part is, is that after I would be done trading, let's say 12, 1, 1 p.m., I'm done trading. 
I would kind of start going through the notes of everything that I uh, wrote down last night. I'm like hitting my forehead like, oh, man. Yeah, that's right. You know, how could I forget? It was it was right here. But I just realized that even though I was getting fed that information, I wasn't processing it as fast as it was being given to me. Some of the things that I've just met, this was um, like February, March 2021. I am just now starting to comprehend some of that material two years later, two and a half years later. You see what I'm saying? So for everybody, their journey is going to be different. And I kind of feel like it's false advertisement when a lot of these successful traders off social media basically saying, you know, you can be profitable in three months or by the end of the summer or by Christmas, or, you know, and it's just like you're selling a false hope, man, because people are actually looking at what you're doing, looking at what you have, and they're thinking, hey, this guy did it. He's doing it every day. If I just do what he says, I'll be there by the end of this year and I'll be able to get my Lambo and I'll get my mansion next year. And, you know, and it just sets people up for a lot of failure because when you start having failure after failure after failure, I think it can kind of start to, you know, mentally it can kind of start to break traders down start to thinking that, man, this market is rigged or, or, you know, they're lying about what they're doing. They're not successful. They're not really making these gains or maybe ultimately this just isn't for me. And then they end up washing out within the first year. Like they say, 90% of the traders do. So I, I realize for everybody, it, it's a unique journey. They're going to learn at the pace that they can comprehend this. And one of the most important things, one of the most important pieces of, of advice I can give out tonight is that if anybody watches this and they're struggling through this journey, don't give up and trade based on your personality. If you don't understand what that means, how you interpret the market, how you interpret trading is how you need to trade, not how everyone else is doing it and how they're telling you you should do it. You have to do it based on how comfortable you are and how you, how much you get it. You know, when you find that rhythm, when you find that rhythm, that's it, man. You know, just build on it and and eventually you'll get there. You just can't stop. A lot of people, I think, are like, for some reason, very like uh, egotistical about their strategies. But, um, and I think it's because uh, a lot of traders put like their, they attach like their worth to their trading. Yeah. So they're putting all their worth into like, this is my strategy. This is like me. This is like who I am. This is how I'm going to be successful and rich. And like when people say, oh, well, I trade like this. And they're like, oh, you're stupid. Yeah. Because right? obviously this is the only way. Um. So I just, I just always, I try to be open-minded and not, I used to for a little bit, I think I was like, because um, I used to trade penny stocks. Okay. So I was like, that was all I knew. Right. That was all I knew. So I was like, this is like the only way to do it. Right. And then I realized right. there's like hundreds of other educators and types of way to trade. Um, I, I want to ask kind of a weird question. Okay. Because usually, usually in trading, like what you do outside of trading right. affects your trading. Oh, absolutely. Do you absolutely. think there's, do you think there's any, connection or like between being a chef and like trading do you think like being a chef or 
that you were a chef like helped you in any way being in trading? Yes. Or is it just not related at all? Yes, in 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 several ways actually. When, when I'm a chef, when I'm cooking, when I'm when I'm doing my craft, um, a lot of what I do is based on how I interpret what I'm doing and like my own my own personality, so to speak. For example, um, I cook Italian food, right? Um, I, I was raised in the South, you know, I, I, I didn't grow up in Italy, but my take on Italian food yeah. is going to be influenced by how I grew up and by how I enjoy eating Italian food. You see what I'm saying? So I had to kind of like cater it to like, had to conform it to how I, how I see Italy and how I see the Italian culture of food. So I've had yeah. a lot of success with the dishes that I've made, you know, and I've had Italians eat some dishes that I made and say, wow, this is amazing. I eat this all the time. I've never had it like this before. Right. But ultimately I still was able to create an Italian dish that they were familiar with. And how I tied it into the trading is listen, you could trade futures. I can trade options. You can trade ES. I can trade SPY. We can both see a supply at 458. You can see it at, you know, 4,600. You end up taking the reject. I end up taking puts. We both end up being successful on that trade. I can't look at you and your trade with the futures and say, no, you're doing it wrong, man. You should have taken puts. You should have taken SPY. We were both successful. We both took rejects at the same area, give or take. And, and we both interpreted the chart the same way, but in our own, we kind of conformed it to our own personality. You see how we felt comfortable doing it. So that's how, that's, that's how I can explain how what I've done in culinary is being applied to what I do in trading. That's awesome. I honestly wasn't sure if there was going to be a connection. I was like, oh, yeah. I was expecting you to be like, no, there's nothing, <laughs> but that's cool that you were able to make that connection. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. It sounds like you read, cause I, I think I have similar beliefs to you. Uh-huh. It sounds like you read, I can't remember what book that was in. Uh, uh that, trading in the zone. Trading in the trading zone. In I think he zone. talks yeah, about I it. I think everybody's going to start with Mark Douglas, man. I think everyone is going to start there <laughs> yeah. because, um, you know, I, when I first started trying to research information, I came uh, across YouTube first, right? And I was, uh, I just type in like, yeah. like a market trader, option trader, stock market wizard. And I'm coming across all these different people. And, um, you know, a lot of people, I can honestly tell you, like I follow several dozen people across all social media. And I would say one thing that I hear being repeated a lot is Mark Douglas. Start with these two books. Um, Everywhere, yeah. yeah. So after about a year and a half of not doing it, I finally decided to get my hands on it and like, all right, let me let me let me see what Mark is all about. Let me see what he has to say. And um, <laughs> you know, as I'm going through it, I'm just sitting here like, wow. I I I I would have never looked at things the way that he breaks it down. And this is, you know, this guy is probably like in his sixties now, if if I'm not mistaken, right? He, he, he's a seasoned vet, but a lot of what he said years ago applies to the market today. 
a lot of yeah. gems in those. He's books. actually no longer alive, but yeah, he was very old. Oh wow! See, I didn't even know he passed away, but yeah. So, and I, I actually came across some yeah. of his uh, YouTube videos where he had some of those, um, yeah, those yeah, conferences and stuff. And I'm just sitting there and I'm listening to him, and I'm like, wow, yeah, I, I've been going at this all wrong. Um, as a matter of fact, he was one of the people that kind of got me to start understanding how important how important a trading journal is right because the best book to read to gain knowledge and understanding and how to trade is your own trading journal and i've heard that being repeated like a thousand times but i didn't understand until i actually started writing one and i would sit there and start seeing that i'm like writing the same thing over and over and over i'm like wait a minute i keep doing this i need to stop doing this or hey this worked and then it worked again maybe i need to keep doing this so over time you you just kind of start fine-tuning let me stop doing the things that i'm realizing that's losing and let me start doing more of the things that's allowing me to win and then sure enough after about six months i looked up and i kind of stopped doing a lot of things that i was doing within the first six months I kind of found myself doing new bad things, but you know, it's just habits that you have to break and you yeah. have to kind of let go and stuff. But overall, it just ended up working out for me. And I was, yeah, that's probably one of the best things I've done since I started trading is keeping a journal and writing down everything every day. Um, those Mark Douglas uh, videos on YouTube, like the seminars, uh -huh. they're very good. They're They're low quality. But they're very good, and very, it's like hours worth. Very content. powerful. A lot of good so stuff like, in there. Whoever, whoever needs any sort of uh, trading psychology knowledge, like that's definitely where you should go. On top of his book, Trading in the Zone. Yeah. Um, if you could go back to your younger self, like twenty year old, um, what would you tell yourself that you think might, um. Might have just improved your life overall. Do you think you would say like get into trading earlier or don't chase money or something else? Well, I'm gonna Doesn't be that honest. Be trading related, I guess. If I, if I had a time machine and I could go back, I would definitely tell, um, you know, I definitely tell my 20 year old self like get in the market. I can honestly say that the market really wasn't as talked about the way it is now like the way it has been within the last five years no and uh you know i didn't i didn't grow up in a in a family that you know invested so this was something that i never really heard about i mean yeah i heard about wall street and heard about the stock market and stuff like that but you just kind of figure that was for like like older people you know like baby boomers and stuff you know they invested in the stock market not like the retail That's trader, the not, people, not, yeah. yeah, yeah, not, not us. So, um, I can say I'm, I'm a little seasoned. I'm a little older than a lot of guys that's in the market now, but I would definitely say get in early, get in early, learn it early. Um, just try to get as much knowledge as you can, as, as soon as you can, before you start going live and trading with real money, because you know, now that I'm three years in, I realize that my education process is it's, it's like college in a way, you know, like it's, it's, you have to put in some time 
like like years. You got to put in your freshman year, sophomore year, junior. You know, you got to put in the time and learn this stuff yeah. before you actually graduate and then get out there and start doing it for real. And um, I hear a lot of people like kind of talking down about like back testing and paper trading, and you know, it's not real. There's no real emotions involved. Well, that's not what that is for. And I wish a lot of these successful traders would kind of speak on that because back testing and paper trading is not for you to gauge your emotions. Think of it as more like um uh like scrimmage, right? You have professional football teams, right? During the week, yeah. they have to scrimmage, they have to practice, they have to get their get their defense correct. They got to get their offensive plays going before the big game on Sunday, right? I'm sure when they're scrimmaging, yeah, they're, they're putting in an effort, but they're not sitting there putting in 1,000% like they would on Sunday, but they still have to practice. 100%. Right. So that when Sunday comes, they'll, they'll know what they'll be able to do against their opponent. For you and me, our opponent are the different stocks that we trade or the futures that we trade or the penny stocks that we go after. That's, yeah. that's the other team. So we have to study how they move, how fast they move, how slow they move, when do they move the fastest, when do they move the slowest, what really pushes them up, what really pushes them down, so that we can counter with our moves, with our, you know, go longs or go shorts. We have to understand that. Practice, right, yeah. right, there you go. And um, I don't know, man, I just kind of feel like if, you know, a lot more people would spend a lot more time saying, hey, do this before you go live, before you trying to set up a daily goal or a weekly goal, like understand you have to practice first. Then the, I think the failure rate will be a lot lower than it actually is. now. That's so true. Yeah. Are you on TikTok at all? No, no, I've never, I've never been on there. What, what am I missing on TikTok? Okay. It's just, it sounds like, it sounds like you've been on there because a lot of young traders, like right. younger than me, I'm 25, um, like 18 and younger, some like 16. Okay. And they're all, they all think trading is like, um, like get rich, Easy quick, money. essentially. Yeah. They think like you can make it, they, they think like you can make it within a year, which I mean, honestly, right. I, I probably thought that too when I started. I think everybody and it's does. Just, I don't know. It's just how, yeah, everyone gets into it thinking it's, it's easy, it's quick. Um, but yeah, I think for that reason, they don't want to do demo trading. Cause it's like, if I do demo trading, then that's just gonna like prolong my journey. So now instead of a year, it's a year plus six months when in reality, it's like the chances of you being successful in a year is like, you know, super slim on top of this being like a 90% failure rate, super slim making it within a year is doable, but um yeah i don't i don't know anyone that's been successful after a year <laughs> and like that's the reason why after after trading six years now i'm going back to demo trading because like there's still stuff i need to learn and there's like i'm trying new things and trying to actually follow a plan and a strategy now uh, uh, and make sure that it works and that i can follow it live but without any money on the line so that i can move to the next step, which is uh, like 
live money, but like the smallest position size. Start small and then start and then gradually working your work way, out. way out. Yeah. Well, let me ask you something. Um, what what is your style of trading? Like what what do you look for in the markets every day? Um. So do you know who ICT is? I've heard of them. I've posted about them yeah, a lot. Yeah. I've never actually yeah. followed them. Okay. Okay. So the inner circle trader, he, he talks about like, he's in, he's like technically invented a bunch of concepts. Um, it's called also smart money concepts okay. online. It's like very trendy right now okay. in the trading community, but essentially he has a, a YouTube playlist online. All his stuff is free, which is why I like respect him okay. and why I follow him. He doesn't sell anything. So like, there's no conflict of interest, right? Like he's not trying to. This strategy works. Um, he's not trying to prove it works so that you can buy his course. Right. He's just he's doing it just because. Um, so he has a playlist on YouTube called like the 2022 model, okay. and that's essentially what I I started uh -huh. with. So I I I watched that. It was like 40 something videos. Uh, it was like 20 hours or something, which wasn't that bad. But I started back testing it. I did like. 250 back-tested trades with, like, screenshots, uh, a bunch of in-depth data, which most of it probably was unnecessary, but that's just how I do things. I'm, like, trying to find the best and everything. Okay. Uh, so it's essentially essentially what it is is uh, he calls, like, swing highs and swing lows. He says that there's liquidity under the swing lows and above the swing highs. So like, cause that's where most retail people put their stops. Mm -hmm. Like they see a, a previous high and they're like, oh, if it goes above the high, then I'll get stopped mm -hmm. out. So that's what he calls liquidity. So the strategy is essentially wait for it to break above a previous mm -hmm. high or a previous low, which is called a liquidity okay. sweep. And then once it gives like confirmation on a lower time frame, like one one minute to five minute, uh, then you enter pretty okay. much. Without getting I can't explain the whole I can't explain the whole twenty whatever hours and I get the gist of it. Back to trades and Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty it's very simple. And I did I was trading him mechanically for a couple months uh -huh. and the reason I could never get it to work was because I literally just wouldn't follow it. Um, I had all the I had the back testing. I had I proved that it was profitable, although it wasn't perfect. Like some months it would be break even, some months would be amazing, some months it would lose a little bit. Uh -huh. And for that reason I was like, I'm not gonna follow this. Like I wanted to be always profitable. So I was always trying to change stuff. And I just in my mind I was like, oh I'm following it. But in reality, I, I wasn't. And I didn't realize that till I posted a video on TikTok and I <laughs> saying I've been trading for six years and then got a bunch. It got like, hey, they uh, start jumping in. I don't know how many, 70,000 views or something. Of, oh my gosh. <laughs> hundreds of hate comments saying, bro, give up six years. Oh, like, wow, it's not for you. I'm like, but there were some, some good came out of okay. it because. Some pe a lot of people messaged me uh, saying like, hey, I relate to you. Like, I appreciate you being transparent. And some people actually tried to like help 
So one person, it just took one person messaging me. He's like, uh, we exchanged like probably back and forth just like three Correct. times. And he was like, it sounds like you're just scared to take losses. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, no, I'm not scared to take losses because I like, I take them. Like I set the stop and I take the uh -huh. loss. But what I didn't realize is I was, I was actually scared to, uh, follow the plan. Like I was saying before, I wouldn't follow it a hundred percent Okay. because I was scared to take those losses. I was like, I want it to be perfect first before I actually start doing it. So that's, I just kind of realized I was like, wow, I am like still scared to take losses. So I wasn't able to follow the plan. And since then, like the past month and a half, I've been like doing exactly what's in my plan and okay i mean it, it went great at first and now i'm break even so we'll see we'll see where it goes from here i have a question in the next couple weeks and months are you years like, is your plan already set up before you get into the trade or is it like once you get in then the plan gets kind of figured out no it's um like i have a, a plan right okay. now so i determine uh, I was purely mechanical uh -huh. before, which means like I'm not uh, taking any. How do I word this without? Because you might know what it means, but other people might not. Uh, like discretionary trading is when you see the market moving uh -huh. and like you pick and choose. Like I'm going to buy here, sell here. Mechanical is if this happens, I buy. If this happens, I sell. Okay. So okay. I was doing mainly mechanical at first, uh -huh. like 100% rule based. Now I'm doing a little bit of discretionary also. So like just um kinda as to see the market move. Fly. Yeah. Yeah. But I still I like I have the written plan. So like once I see the trade, I know where my exit's gonna be for stop loss. I know the pr uh profit targets and I just enter and then I just wait until I either make uh until it's either a winner or a loser. Well here's my question to you now. Are you comfortable doing that? Uh, yes. I, I think it's yeah. Okay. Is there is there a I set time so, during yeah. the day where you prefer trading? You feel the most comfortable trading? Not really, honestly. As long as it's not um. I know that the first hour is more volatile. Okay. For that reason, I'll use a wider stop usually. And the last like hour also, I'll just use a wider stop. But I usually don't trade at the end of the day. Okay. Okay. And what are you trading now? All right. I see. Uh, I'm, I'm trading futures. Um, yes, futures. Okay. If that's what you're asking. Yeah. So that's good. So that runs all day. So you can. Pick up at three o'clock in the morning and trade that if you want to. Yeah, but I only I only trade like market open time. Okay. Okay. Nine till whatever it is. I've been trading for six years. That's something that's so funny. I've been trading for six years and the amount of times I have to remind myself, I'm like, is it open at nine or nine thirty? <laughs> Does it close at four or four thirty? Because it's also a different yeah. time zone. I'm in Arizona, so it's like... Yeah, so you're what? You're three hours behind East Coast. Um, 
Yeah. Your market right opens now, at what, 930? Yeah. Or 630, I'm sorry. Yeah, so I, I wake up at 6. Wow. Yeah. But you're used to it now. That's usually that's usually how I run myself. Oh, yeah. Man, I, can, I don't know if I could do that, man. Because I, I, I'm usually up at my desk by about 8.30. And I, I have yet to travel west, like to go out to that time zone to see what it would be like waking yeah. up at 6.30 in the morning. I hear, um, or I hear, but I read sometimes people like in Hawaii are waking up at like 3.30 in the morning to try to catch the open. Oh. And I'm like, Ugh, <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. But oh. I get it, man. I have someone, a trading friend from TikTok. He's in, uh, I think he's in the Philippines, but he's all he's always like, when we're waking up, it's like nighttime for him. Yeah, and like he'll always be saying like, "Man, I just I want to go to sleep, but I'm waiting for this trade or something." So it's just funny, all over the world, it's all different. Yeah, I took a break from trading. Uh, last year, the end of last year, I took like a, like almost like a two and a half month break. I had to kind of give myself a little, little bit of downtime because I feel that with what I was doing at the time, it just wasn't working. So I, I kind of wanted to take a little break and kind of give my mind the opportunity to reset. While I took that break, um, I came across, um, Forex. And um, I see that a lot of Forex traders always posting charts on TradingView, which is what I used to chart. So as I'm looking at a lot of these charts, I'm thinking they were stocks. They were actually currency pairs. I'm like, man, your chart looks kind of simple, kind of like ours. I started to do a little research and I realized that currency trading is no different than the stock market. It's very similar in a lot of ways. I said, okay. Yeah, I've been doing this for a while. It hasn't been working out. Let me try currency. And I did currency trading for about a month, about a month, month and a half. I downloaded the, the Metaphor and the MetaTrader 4, and I started looking up different currency pairs and stuff. And I started to understand that the hours of their market, because that's a 24-hour market, but we have, you know, like our session in the West, and then you have the European session, and you have the Asia session. So I had to kind of like learn everything about Forex that I could because I figured, okay, I understand trading. I love trading. Maybe the stock market isn't for me. So let me try currencies. And I paper traded that for about a month and a half, two months, which was a completely different style of trading because me personally, I'm a scalper. So I'm in and out of trades in like less than 15, okay. 20 minutes. When I was doing Forex, I was swinging overnight because I was trading like the Asian session and part of like the European session. So it felt weird not sitting in front of the computer looking for the setup, kind of setting up a trade and then going to sleep and then waking Wait, up the next watch morning hoping that, you know, it went my way. And it was cool, but it just wasn't my personality. Like it wasn't my style. So after about two months of that, I missed trading right. and I realized, you know what, let me, I, I felt I had a little break from it. Let me get back in the market. And let me start paper trading. Let me just kind of start something new. I, I decided to start something new in January of this year. And my style now is still scalping, but it's, 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 I made a lot of adjustments from what I was doing the previous year. And I realized for like the first quarter, it was working great. And then the market cycle started changing March going into April. And then I realized that my strategy wasn't working as much. I said, okay, 
this is what got me at the end of last year. I get, I kept doing the same thing. And when it wasn't working, I just tried to size up thinking, let me recover what I was losing. And I was losing even more. So I realize now that the market has seasons pretty much, right? There's different seasons in the market. Everyone calls them cycles, but we have to adjust our trading style based on what part of the cycle or season we're in at that moment. And that is going to allow us to maintain that longevity and last for the, for the long game. And uh, now that I started doing that, I journal every day. I make an adjustment. The market is starting to do this, starting to see these setups. This is what I saw today. This is what I did. This is how I was successful, or this is how it got me. I make a node and, uh, you know, when I get ready to go back and if I see that setup again, I'll go in my journal. I'll see what happened the last time and I'll use it as a reference this time, make the adjustments and then try to attack it again and see what the results are. I have about a year and a half worth of journal entries, but the last six months to me are the most important ones Dang because my. those are the ones where I actually started making adjustments based off of what I did for the previous year that wasn't working. And I started to find more success within these last six months. Now, like I told you earlier, I'm still making some of the same mistakes that I did before, but it's more based off of emotions because that's part of trading that I haven't fully grasped yet. Like I get FOMO. Like this afternoon, I don't know if you saw the market this afternoon, but, um, you know, the market kind of started dropping. I think it was like around one o'clock or something. Some news broke with Apple. Apple started rallying. Yeah, the market had a quick pump. And then the market just turned around, killed over, and just started dumping. And I'm looking at the market, and I'm like, man, I just got stopped out of a trade. I thought I was catching the top of SPY. We were kind of struggling to go higher. NQ wasn't going any higher. Um, they got to, I think we reached the top today. I'm watching Apple starting to kind of rainbow off of that little rally that it did. And then I start to see SPY starting to come back down again. I'm like, okay, let me, let me, let me see where it settles at. Let me see if we're going to pull back and make a lower hot. And then it just, it just like a roller coaster. It just started dropping. And I'm like, oh man, FOMO's starting to kick in. And I said, yeah. I don't want to chase it. Let me just, you know, relax. And I'm looking at the contracts are just going up and up and up. And I'm like, you know what? Let me just be patient. Okay, I can't be patient anymore. And then I jumped in on the trade, right? I broke one of my rules. Uh, fortunately for me, it worked out. I got lucky, but that still isn't, that wasn't the right thing to do. You yeah, know, I should have just maintained trailer. my composure. I should have waited for a pullback. Um, and then I should have, you know, off the top and then wrote it down a little bit lower. But you know, three years in and I'm still getting FOMO, seeing all these beautiful red candles going down. And I'm just thinking the action is happening. I'm not a part of it. I'm missing out. I'm going to lose out. I'm not going to be able to get anything, but, uh, it worked out. It ended up working out. And, um, I wrote in my journal, Hey, got FOMO today. This is what happened. I was in the trade right before this. Some news broke about Apple. I mean, we can't control, you know, what happens. I mean, news breaks out all day. But while I was in this trade, news broke out and the trade went against me. Hit my stop loss. I had to end up taking a loss. And like 10 minutes later, the trade started to go in my favor. And that was actually the move. I was I was in the trade 10 minutes earlier because I was expecting to see that move. But my timing was off. News broke out. So, but in the end, it worked out. Um, 
Oh, I think a lot of traders don't aren't able to make that connection that you just made. That I made money, but it doesn't mean it was a good trade. Like there's yeah. a difference between like a good trade and making money. And uh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think that's a big, that's a big like step in the learning of trading. Like huh? realizing that just because you made money doesn't mean it was a good trade. What well, means now? What equals a good trade is following the plan and like following whatever strategy or edge you have exactly um, which i think also just that comes from journal journaling learning about trading psychology uh so you've been trading two or three years it's three years now three yeah three okay. uh the end of 2020 so we're going on three years now most traders i think the stat is like they they fail or give up or lose all their money within a year uh-huh uh-huh so like what, what kept you pushing through, uh, like the hard times? Cause like no one's the, the success, man, the success I had, um, throughout those three years, I did have some big wins. Yeah. So the potential, the potential of what I saw could be is what mm-hmm. just kept me hanging in there. Like I, 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 um, I drew down my account, like. I would say probably like 80% of where I originally started, you see? So I got down to like 80% and I stopped. That's when I took that break. Cause I said, you know what? If I keep doing what I'm doing and I'm not changing anything, I'm, I'm going to draw this to zero and I'm going to blow my account. So I was, um, at least wise enough to, to say, okay, step back, reassess, reevaluate and, and come up with something different. Cause what you're doing isn't working. But what kept me in there is, is just seeing what could be if I hit this thing a thousand percent, don't stop, keep going. Because, you know, like um, like college, right? When you start off as a freshman in your first year, you don't know anything, right? You, you just kind of kind of figure things out. You get through your first year and you're kind of getting an idea of what it is that you're going to be doing. But like it's, I'm going to use like med- medicine, for example. Let's say you want to be a doctor. You start mm-hmm. your first year, your second year. You're kind of learning the basics. You don't actually finish two years and then get handed a scalpel and then start cutting people open. It doesn't work like that because you're not going to know what you're doing, right? Um, But usually after you finish the education process, then you actually have to go and practice, right? You got to practice and practice for a while before you can get to the part where you can actually start working on real people. And I kind of feel that throughout the three years, like towards the end of the three years, like maybe about two and a half, two and a quarter years then, I started to realize that, man, this is like, this is like college. Like you really have to put in the time, have the patience and get the understanding before you just jump out there and start throwing out money, you know? And unfortunately, despite all the education I, I had, the courses that I invested in, they didn't tell you that from day one. I feel like that's something that you should tell new traders from day one. Listen, this is a this is a journey. Don't think you're gonna buy this course, finish it in 30 days, and then start making like a thousand dollars a day next month. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work. It cannot work like that unless you just lucky. And there is a such thing as beginner's luck. People do come yeah. in and they just get lucky. They be at the right place at the right time and they make money and you know more yeah. more power to them. But they're not gonna be able to know how to keep the money. And that's another big thing. Risk, risk management is something that. You hear it being said so much. You hear it thrown around. You know, the best traders know how to lose 
you know, the least amount and it's not what they win, but what they don't lose and all that. And it's like, yeah, that you hear that, but you don't understand what that means until you actually see. I can have 10 trades one week, win on nine, lose one and lose everything I won on the other nine. That is yeah. terrible. Yeah. You know, but you can't look at the nine wins and think, oh man, I'm a good trader. I just had a bad trade. No, you suck. Like that, that's the honest to God truth. You cannot do that. You can have three wins, seven losses, and still be profitable, like extremely profitable based on your risk to reward. Two to one, three to one, five to one, seven to one. You understand? So with that being said, I think that that's something that a lot of uh, new people, not just young people, but new people coming into the market, they need to be taught that, told that, repeated every day. Like risk management is the key to lasting in the game. You have to know how much or how little or how to how to risk, how to determine what you can afford to lose. You know, there are some trades where you feel it's just like, oh yeah, this is this is like all the stars are aligning. I can throw the house at this one, you know? And then there's those that you'll look at. And if you have to do one of these numbers, like, hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, it looks good. No, you don't throw the house at that one. You go in super light. You go in like a tenth of what you would normally do. Have a very small stop. And if it doesn't work, get out. Like literally draw a line on the screen. If the candles close above this line, get out. Don't say, well, let me see what the next candle is going to do. Yeah, don't. Uh... Okay, the next candle close above that too. Okay, let me see if the next one's going to come down a little bit. No, no. That's how you end up failing in this game. That was literally all I did for the first two years in penny stocks. No risk management. I was just like, oh, I think if it goes under this, I'll sell. And it went lower. I was like, oh, just a little bit longer. Lower, lower, lower. Let me be a little patient. Yeah. It's like, oh, being patient is good, right? Or it's like, because no one, like you said, like uh, there's some things that just, it isn't taught to traders and although now risk management and trading psychology is like popular and like it's popular I think I hear it a lot um when I started in 2017 no one was talking about it and it wasn't until like the past two years I think with uh I think like TikTok helped a lot and like short form content you know it's just getting a lot a lot of information out there uh which is good and bad okay but um yeah no one talked about risk management back then and that's that's what took me from consistently losing like not a lot but i was like consistently like loss 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 a little win loss loss to like a little bit break even maybe somewhat losing um and where was i going with that let me let me add to what you just said um I spent the first two years of trading using only market orders. I didn't know anything about uh, bid and ask. I just adjusted my uh, trading um, brokers to market and I would market in and I would market out. And I didn't realize how much I was literally, how much I was losing by doing that, especially trading options with huge spreads, like 50, 60, 70, maybe even 100, not even knowing. I have like three or four contracts in here and I might be up, let's say I'm up 400, but because I market sold, I only ended up like walking away with like 240. 
And then I'm sitting there looking wow. at the screen, like, wait a minute, I know I just saw 400. How, how am I only getting 230? Not understanding the damage I was doing by using market. Yeah, you can get out faster with that. You're guaranteed the exit, but you're going to, like, the cost of that is you're going to lose money. And back, like, last year, I think, like, the beginning of last year, when, like, Amazon was still, like, 3,000 a share and Google was still, like, 2,300, those contracts were very expensive, right? And they had a, a nice little two, $300 spread between them. So when you market out that sometime that would take like all of your profits, I would be up green, I'd market out. And then I'm like red $75. I'm like, wait a minute. I was green a second ago. Like what happened? The market's rigged. You know, like the market stacked against me. Like what the yeah, heck is going the market. on? The broker just stealing my money. Yeah. Blame the market. That's, that's like the easiest out. Blame the market. It's always the market, no matter what. Um, but once I started learning about the bid and the ask, I still kept losing money, but just not as much, not not as fast. So, but that that was something that you know, like taking the courses that I was taking, that's not something that they were explaining in there. They would always say, "Hey, exit thirty uh, percent here if you're up, if you're green, exit thirty percent of your position, you know, and then trim another thirty percent, you know, trim exit." but not necessarily how to exit setting a bid order at this particular level so that if the market hits it, it's going to get you out using trailing stops. Trailing stops is something that, you know, was a game changer for me when I, um, when I was swinging, you know, when I was swinging, I thought that was a good thing. But again, being a scalper, I'm in and out. So I'm right there in front of the screen. So I don't have to set anything. I could just know if it hits this level, if it crosses this line, I'm out. If it crosses this line, I'm in, you know, but I had my level set. So I knew based on where my levels were at, what I stand to gain and what I stand to lose. And and I'm going to add one last thing too. Um, for option traders, this is very important. If you're going to trade options, the best thing that these traders can tell people is learn the stock that you're trading learn it first understand how it moves and how its contracts move because tesla contracts trade and move a lot differently than like american airline you understand what i'm saying so yeah you cannot go into trading tesla the way you trade american airlines because the contracts are not going to move the same one tesla contract can be seven eight hundred dollars depending on what day of the week it is American Airlines on a Monday is like $25 a piece. So if you, you know, if you're trying to walk away with 10%, 20, 30, 40%, 40% of 700 is definitely a lot more than 40% of 25 bucks. You see what I'm saying? So you have to understand that knowing what position size you're going to go in, how many contracts you're going to have. If the, if the trade goes against you, how much does that stock need to move against you in order for you to be down 10, 20, 30%? You have to know that. If for every 50 cents Tesla moves, the contracts move, let's say 10 bucks. Every 50 cents is 10 bucks with Tesla, right? There's usually a spread of about 10 to $15 from the bid and the ask on the contract Wait. at the money. With American Airlines, the spread is $1. If the stock moves eight cents, the contracts move a dollar. You yeah. have to know that because you can't go into a trade not knowing those numbers 
and then trying to get 30, 40%. You don't even know what 30, 40% is going to be, not as far as like the amount of money, but you don't know how much Tesla needs to move for the contracts to get 30, 40%. You might need a $3 move to get 40%. So if you're jumping in the trade at an area where the probability of Tesla stock moving $3 is not very likely. Yeah, it'll move. It might move $1.25, $1.50, but it's not going to go a full $3 at this location. Don't jump in the trade if that's your goal is 30, 40%. If you're okay with 10, 10%, cool, jump in right here. But you have to know these things. See, this is what I'm talking about when it comes to the education process. This is something mm -hmm. that none of the courses that I purchased talked about they don't discuss these things and if you want to be successful you have to understand how these stocks move american airlines moves very slowly the atr on that stock is like 45 cents in one day tesla has been known <laughs> to move anywhere from like 10 to 20 30 dollars in one day so yeah. you have to know how these stocks move so you can gauge how much you're going to win or how much you're going to lose how much you're okay losing how much you're okay winning so if the day was to ever come eric where I am um, successful, not necessarily a millionaire, but I'm like consistently profitable. And I get to the point where I can kind of trim back a little bit and start educating people. I'm going to start day one with what I explained to you in our conversation, like understanding, uh, you know, welcome to my course, everybody. Uh, this is my name. Mark, this is my Mark. journey. I need you to understand. Yeah, this isn't going to happen like overnight. Just get comfortable. You, you're going to be doing this probably, if not the rest of this year, like a couple of years before you get to the point where you even start looking at making a dollar. Yeah. You know? And uh, hopefully that'll end up saving a lot of people's bank accounts. The reason no one does that, even though it's the truth, is because no one will buy that. No one wants, everyone wants what good marketing is, is as quick as possible and as easy as possible. So, Although trading is Sounds like good. none of both of those things, yeah, both of those things aren't true. It's not quick and it's not easy. The good marketers know uh -huh. that like if they want people to buy it, they're gonna make it seem quick and easy, and um, they're uh -huh. gonna make you get like emotional about it. They're gonna show you what uh, buying their course will equal. Like, hey, look, I have a Ferrari. I'm standing in front of it, and if you buy my course, uh -huh. that equals you getting a Ferrari, and like. I think a lot of like a lot of people aren't uh, aware of like the basics of marketing, um, which I wasn't either. Uh -huh. Like they just they play on your emotions and like what you want. And because so many traders are emotional about trading and they're emotional about their goals and like you know a lot of people aren't really financial financially stable in the world. So like uh -huh. it's a it's like emotional subject. And because of that, so many people are willing to buy someone's course, even if there's just like a chance that it might like give them what they want. Um, and yeah, I just, I see so many people all the time buying stuff and I don't, I don't know anyone who's other than the, the screenshots, the course educators like post themselves. I don't know anyone who said like, uh, hey, I bought this person's course or this person's signal, and like I'm making money. Like I don't think they exist, other than the the. There's gonna be a few, of course. Like they, there's always gonna. Um, if some, they do, but... yeah. 
I was gonna say there's probably gonna be a, a very small number if if they if they do exist, and more power to them. You know, I mean, that's wonderful. If there are people out there that can say that, congratulations, you are one of the like one percent that has actually made it and is out here making money. But you know, if you're taking signals, what I always say is, and I've been in a, a signal group for two years before I ended up getting out, is um, nah. throughout those two years, I've seen many people come and go. Many people come and go. I would say that by the time I got ready to leave, out of like the first 20 people that I can say I got to know in there, there was only like one or two of those people left. Yeah. The other majority, like the majority had washed out, you know? Yeah, Some pop back in every now and then, but then they'll disappear again. And it wasn't like they disappeared because they're off doing their own thing and they're successful making their money. It's like they're broke. <laughs> their accounts are drained. They blew up another account and they're like, all right, I'll see you guys uh, in a few months and I get, you know, go back to work and save up some more money. And I'm like, man, it's scary, man. It's almost like like a real life survivor, you know? It's like every month or every other week, somebody's disappearing. And it's like, man, what happened to such and such? You know, where's Eric? Oh, yeah, he's gone. Oh, he, uh, he blew his favorite account. He's oh, like, yeah, oh, another like, oh, man. You know, it's like, come on, man. He was just here. Damn, this is scary. And then you got... You know, Mike comes in now, and Mike's all pumped up, and all Mike makes his first couple hundred dollars. He's like, "Oh man, I'm getting rich. I'm doing this every day." And then, like, you know, next month is like, "Yeah, where's Mike? Oh yeah, he's gone. He broke his account. You know that that uh that Nvidia trade. Yeah, that that, that did go his way. He threw everything in, and he's gone." There's literally there needs to be a requirement before you can trade. Like, I think it should be illegal to just all you need to trade is a phone and like a little bit of money and it's like you can open an account and start trading within minutes instantly uh in pretty the u.s much. yeah pretty and like much. i don't think that should be allowed like the amount of people that get into it everyone has the same beginning they see a video or something and yeah. they're like oh let me just try this and like they usually lose Absolutely. a little bit they usually have one like winner and that they hold on to that one winner uh -huh. they're like oh I won once so I can like do it again. And they just, you know, it spirals yeah. into all those mistakes. And then they realize, oh, it's not this easy. Then they realize they have to learn. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this Real. will happen quickly. And that's usually, yeah. I think, where people, uh, it splits into the people that are like, yeah, this is a scam. I'm not doing this. To the people that are like, I'm going to try this a little bit uh -huh. longer. I'm going to pursue this. Uh huh. Um, I would remember I'm, being in that Discord, and I I remember like some of the admins that were calling out the plays. They would call out some losers, and you know these guys are going in like several tens of thousands of dollars. So they'll lose like let's say they'll go in forty thousand on a trade, they'll lose five thousand, and they're just like, well, man, you know you can't win them all. All right, on to the next one. And some of these people are putting in like eighty ninety percent of their account, and they're yeah. done. And then they're like, what do you mean you can't win them all? Like, I just lost, hey, like, my whole account, this, that, and the other. And, you know, like, their attitudes would be like, well, you know, they always tell you not to go in 100%. We're not perfect. It's not our fault. But you're in control. That's not what you say. Yeah, man. That's not what you're saying when you're winning and you're yeah. sitting up there getting hype. And you're all right. We, we're it's always winning in here every day. And, you know, come trade with us. Yeah, man. You know, and it was just it was just too much for me, um, and I just decided to like break away from all that and just kind of 
do my own thing and, and sit quietly in this corner and just learn and focus and just develop my own strategy. Cause I figure I can take, I, I can take credit for my wins. I will take credit for my losses that they're going to be my wins, my lot. That's something that somebody else saw and thought and no, not doing that. Not going down that road anymore. I've luckily I've never gotten, gotten sucked into signals. Every time I see, it, I'm just like, this is the complete opposite of what trading is for. Is like trading is to be uh, uh-huh. self-sufficient, not to. There's no, there's no possible way that you could just give someone your money, and it's just gonna, like, give you what a hundred percent, whatever they promise you weekly or monthly. Like, um, yeah. no. And if it's out there, then like, it's gonna be someone who's like very rare, or they're not. Um, utilizing whatever their strategy is to like its full potential. Like they should go do that with millions or, you know, now it's just like a couple thousand or whatever they're doing. Um, but uh-huh. I have a, I have a one, one last question for you. If someone were to, if someone wants okay. to get into truth, what would you tell them? Would you say do it? Don't do it? Or what? Well, the first thing I would ask him is why would you do it? And I would want to hear their answer so I can answer them. But I wouldn't say don't do it. If their answer is I want to get rich, I want to buy a Lambo, then I would say don't do it. This is yeah. not, yeah, go find something else to do because this is not going to work. But if they're saying something like legit, like, you know, I want to create generational wealth or I want to I want to teach my little sister, my little siblings or my kids how to invest for the future because the future is uncertain. You know, we can both agree that the world is changing. Then I would say, okay. Okay, yeah, definitely invest. Get educated first, start small, and then scale up as you feel you're getting better and you have the the facts, the, the receipts to show that you are doing as well as you need to. But uh, yeah, it just depends on the answer. Get rich quick, no. Don't don't even think about it. Put the, put the phone down, put the laptop down. But again, if it's a legit reason, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a good answer. It all starts with like your why why you want to do something you um, want mm-hmm. uh-huh um what was I your why if you don't mind me asking yeah let, okay let's um my why for a while well it always was like my parents and uh-huh. myself um like i would write it down on my phone i remember i would i would write it numerous times because i'm like i read the book um Man's Search for Meaning by okay. whatever the name is, Victor Frankl, I think. Uh-huh. And he talks about your why and how you can survive, how he survived concentration camps um, because he had a strong why. So he pushed, he was able to push through uh-huh. that, like, the, you know, the crazy suffering that he went through in concentration camps. Um, so because of that, I was always like, what's my why? What's my why? And I would always like hear other people talking about how they've, you know, some people have like very strong and obvious whys. Like, if I don't do this, I'm gonna go broke or I'm gonna die or like I need to pay for this person's hospital bill. So it's like, obviously, like All if right. you have that sort of like why, it's like you're gonna do whatever it takes. Yeah. But for me, I never really had a super strong why. I was just like, you know, I want to pay back my my parents and my mom and like give all of my whole family just a good 
you know, living a good, like the best, highest quality life that we could have. But my life has always been like good. Like right now, for instance, like I'm, I'm happy. I don't have everything. I'm not a profitable trader. I'm not like rich. I don't have the car I want, the house Mm -hmm. I want. But like, I have a lot of freedom. I'm like, I do pretty much what I want. And because of that, like, although it's great, it also means that I don't have a lot of reason to like, uh, put myself into a comfortable situation to grow. If that makes sense. Okay. So because of that, I had to to really, I had to really like dig deep and be like, like what, what is my why? And I was like, after rewriting Uh a couple times, I just rewrote it like two months ago. I wrote a super long thing that I listen to every morning and every night before I go to bed. Okay. Essentially, again, it's for my, my, my family, my mom, like I want to give her the best uh-huh. life, repay her for all the things she's done for me and our family. And awesome. just like be awesome. someone that, that lives, uh, in alignment with my values and my beliefs. Uh-huh. Be someone who doesn't like give into the easy or short term things. Um, right. because right. that's what I would do a lot. And like that internal conflict would always make me feel like a lower value. And now lately, like, it's uh-huh. just been so weird. Like week after week after week, I've been hitting all my like uh, goals uh, for like stuff I want to do, like how much work I want to put in, okay. uh, waking up on time, uh, doing like I've been hitting ninety percent of my habits because I'm like tracking my habits. Nice. And it's just like I guess my why is um, maybe it doesn't sound like it's significant, but it's like just being living life to my fullest potential, like being the highest version of myself that okay. I know I need. Whereas if I don't do right. all these yeah. things, if I don't do these, all these things, I'm telling myself, no, like I'm not this person. I'm like, when I know that's not true. So it's like either I, I, I uh-huh. live to my full potential or I just, I'm nothing essentially. I can dig it, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. You can, what is yours? Right, that, you can, you have to Good stuff. on that. Because I wanted to ask you that also. Um, Kai. Kai, man. Mm-hmm. I feel that um, the most important thing that we own is time, right? How we spend it, there needs to be meaning behind how we spend our time. And I feel that trading is going to offer me like unlimited amount of free time. And that's yeah. something that, you know, at this point in my life, I feel... I cherish and I value uh, a lot because, you know, when you're in the rat race and you're working the nine to five and you're doing the same thing Monday through Friday, you know, 12 months out of the year and you barely get to enjoy the weekends. If you're not doing other things, you always look back and be like, where does the time go? You know, damn, it's Friday. Oh, damn, it's Monday already, you know, but trading will allow me to have a life where I can literally put in a few hours, uh, accomplish what I need to accomplish. And then I get like 20 some odd hours of the day for myself, for me to enjoy with my loved ones and to do the things that I want to do. I haven't yet seen a career path that gives you the financial freedom and the limitless amount of time the way I've seen the market. The market is like, I just, 
this is something that I wish I would have learned in high school. You know, there's no telling where I would have been now if I would have learned this when I was 16, 17 years old, you know, but time, I do it for the time. I'm doing it for the time. I want as much free time as I can. I want to enjoy the rest of my life doing what I want to do when I want to do it for as long as I want to do it. Oh yeah. That's a big aspect I, for, I forgot about too, was the freedom in all aspects of life, not just financial freedom, uh -huh. uh, freedom with my time, freedom with what I'm doing in my life. Because there are some things in life that can give you financial freedom, but not freedom in your time. Uh -huh. And there's things that could even uh -huh. give you freedom, financial freedom, freedom in your time, but maybe it's not something that you necessarily want to do. And trading is uh -huh. literally the only one where it's like, it's like, the as far as what I've seen, I don't think there's anything that comes close to it. I think that's another yeah. reason why so many people do it, pursue it. And you can do it anywhere. That's, yeah. that's like a beautiful perk. You can do it anywhere where unlike other Anytime. careers, you have to be here. You got to do this over here. You got to be over here. You got to do it in here. Now trading, I could, I could be in Greece on an island with a <laughs> laptop and some internet and I can do what I do back home over there and it's like come on man it gets no better than that that's awesome let's let's end it there that was very good but i appreciate you right. uh, uh reaching out and wanting to be on the podcast because you are you're the second guest absolutely man i appreciate like, you having me okay cool yeah, cool you you have to you have to have some sort of faith in me to be to like agree to do this because like you don't know if it's going to be good or not um you know, it's only, it's something new. It's like a new podcast. So like, it's not like there's any proof behind it yet that it's like, you know, a good podcast or that it's worth I'm gonna be honest, time. man. I wish you the very best of luck and success with this. And as far as your, your trading career, um, the reason I wanted to do it is because when I came across your, your page and I started just like listening to the things that you were saying. I, I, I found you to be very relatable. You know, you, you humanized trading in a way that I can look at you and look at what you're saying. And I'm like, hell yeah, I can relate. You know, you're not up there flashing the cars or the jewelry or the clothes and you're not in Tahiti saying, Hey, you could be here if you just listen to me. No, you're just like, Hey guys, this is what I'm doing today. This is where I'm struggling. I'm trying to do this. It's still not working out, but I'm still not giving up. And I'm like, right on, brother. Yeah, I can I can relate to this gentleman right here. I just wanted to be a part of your journey, man. I appreciate that. That that means a lot. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. Keep up the good work. You're motivating a lot of us out here. Even if you don't hear the read always in the comment, just know that your message is getting through. And there are people out here that like, keep going, Eric. We're we're right there with you. That's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate the support.